Here at Lady Farmer, we talk about so many different aspects of slow and sustainable living, a subject matter that can at times feel confusing, overwhelming, even misleading. And that's why a few years ago, we set out to write a book that might be a guide for those seeking a life of beauty, simplicity, and sustainability. We're thrilled to be able to offer you our own small guide for cultivating slow living, sustainable simplicity close to home available in our online marketplace. In the book, we've woven an easy-to-digest narrative of stories, recipes, tips, resources, ideas, and reflection. This collection of essays and resources will guide you to think about your own relationship to the planet, what you eat, what you wear, and how you live a sustainable lifestyle. It also contains a 21-day slow-living challenge of daily thought exercises to lead you in the process. For you Good Dirt listeners, we are offering free shipping of this wonderful little book with the code THEGOODDIRT in our online marketplace. So use the code THEGOODDIRT, T-H-E-G-O-O-D-D-I-R-T at checkout when you go to purchase your copy of The Lady Farmer Guide to Slow Living in our online marketplace for free shipping. That's The Good Dirt at The Lady Farmer online marketplace for free shipping on The Lady Farmer Guide to Slow Living. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. Welcome all, and welcome February. It's at the beginning of this month that we mark another specific shift in our journey through the year. Yes, it's still winter, precisely halfway, in fact, with the cross-quarter day between the winter solstice and the spring equinox happening this week. The Celtic festival of Imbolc, beginning on February 1st, celebrates the beginning of this transition to spring. It's the start of lambing season. The word Imbolc itself comes from an old Irish word meaning ewe's milk, and is also the feast day of St. Bridget. Bridget is well known in Ireland as both saint and legend, recognized as the founder and abbess of the Abbey of Kildare in the 5th century, and also known in ancient folklore as a goddess presiding over the birth of the new lambs and calves, and symbolically over many aspects of nature, life, and the human experience. Legend has it that her birth took place over a threshold. Fittingly, she became the patroness of transitions, literally from winter to spring. In very ancient folklore, this cross-quarter is also the time that the Kaliach, or the goddess of winter, goes to drink from the sacred well, and in that moment is transformed into the youthful Bridget, the harbinger of spring. She represents fire and light as the sun makes its return. She is seen as the protector of the home and keeper of the fire. She presides over the hearth in preparing food and preserving the eternal flame. She is skilled in the art of healing, cooking, the arts, particularly poetry and weaving, animal husbandry, midwifery, and even beer making. As lady farmers, we want to pay homage to our predecessors, the women figures from history, myth, and legend, who embodied a powerful connection to the earth. As archetypes, these personifications of the feminine are capable and independent, deeply nurturing, 
infinitely creative and fierce champions of nature and her cycles. At Lady Farmer, we've always viewed Bridget as thoroughly and completely a woman's goddess, and given the wealth of evidence, we feel confident in embracing her as our own patroness of slow living. You can hear more about St. Bridget with spiritual director and Celtic scholar Kathy Sparr, who joined us in episode 27 of the Good Dirt podcast to talk about the history, legend, and stories of this deeply influential figure. In the current culture, our nod to the imminent approach of spring is to observe the behavior of the celebrity groundhog named Phil, who crawls out of his winter hibernation on February 2nd to check out the weather. From there, we're told, we can predict whether or not spring will be forthcoming or delayed. In another cultural overlap, there is Candlemas Day, a Christian festival held 40 days after Christmas, which celebrates the presentation of Jesus in the Temple of Jerusalem. The custom involves a ritual blessing and lighting of candles. Accordingly, there is a tradition of predicting the arrival of spring on Candlemas, as evidenced through an old English song. If Candlemas be fair and bright, come, winter, have another flight. If Candlemas bring clouds and rain, go, winter, and come not again. What I find fascinating about how all of these things, the history and stories, myths and rituals, come together and emerge into whatever happens to be the presiding cultural consciousness of the day, is that so often it comes from observing the cycles of nature. As in this case, the celestial shift that tells us that we are headed towards the next season now, despite where we are on the globe or the weather we encounter on the way, is not something that is specific to any doctrine, dogma, or tradition. It's something that is common and shared amongst all humans in relationship to our earth home. What if we were all able to look to that and say to ourselves and to one another, this is something we all share. And one way in which we're all equal. I just wonder what that might accomplish. Let me tell you about what it's like to drift to sleep on a 100% natural wool pillow sourced from regenerative farms wrapped in a lovingly handmade organic cotton pillowcase. Oh wait, I can't. I think it's just something you're going to have to try for yourself. Holy Lamb Organics is proud to carry on a centuries-old tradition of making beautiful textile products by hand. Combining heritage methods with pristine natural and organic materials and sustainable business practices, they bring a dedication to healthy living and the environment. Everything Holy Lamb does reflects their devotion to the planet and its inhabitants. From their supply chain to their manufacturing processes to their facilities management, nothing happens without considering the environmental impact. Most importantly, they're also dedicated to fair labor practices, secure working conditions, diversity, and inclusion. From the farm to the mill to their partner manufacturers, everyone shares the same high ideals of a safe, respectful workplace and environmentally conscious methods. Making good products enables them to do good work. Every time we order something from Holy Lamb Organics, we're proud to support a small town made in America company. You can find Holy Lamb Organics in the Lady Farmer Marketplace. For additional marketplace discounts, you can join the Almanac, our member-supported community platform. Find Holy Lamb Organics products including pillows, sheets, 
natural wool comforters, and more in the bedding section of the Lady Farmer Marketplace at www.ladyfarmer.com. As for February gardening, this is a month we'll continue to think, plan, order seeds, and dream. And we can actually do some planting as well. Whether or not you're starting things indoors, or if you live in a warmer climate where you can actually plant outside in a few weeks, one thing all of you can do this month is grow some microgreens. What are microgreens? Well, they're simply the young seedlings of the usual edible vegetables and herbs harvested within a couple of weeks after planting, when they're generally just an inch or two high. They're fresh, crunchy, and delicious, providing a very concentrated dose of fresh green nutrients to boost our systems during the winter doldrums, when sunshine is at an ebb. These can be easily grown inside in a pot or bowl. You don't even have to worry about drainage because they don't get big enough to need that much water. Just plant the seeds, let them grow for a few days. A south-facing window is ideal. Then snip them off at soil level and use them for salads, sandwiches, garnish, anything that calls for a fresh green crunch. It's easy. Anybody can do it. And I'll link to a Lady Farmer Guide to Microgreens in the show notes. As far as planting by the signs in February, I think it's fair to say plant the microgreens in any fertile sign, whether it's the light or dark phase of the moon. This is because you're not intending to let them develop above or below ground. You're just going for the young greens that emerge in the first couple of weeks. So the fruitful days in February for planting microgreens would be the first to the third in Libra and Scorpio, the 6th and 7th in Capricorn, the 10th and 11th in Pisces, Taurus on the 14th through the 16th, Cancer on the 19th through 20th, and back to Libra and Scorpio on the 26th through the 29th. Our new moon this month is in Aquarius on February 9th, and the full moon, the snow moon, appears on February 24th. If you've ever wondered where these poetic moon names originate, they're traditional names from the Native Americans or early settlers that brought the names with them from their own native lands. Wherever they come from, they're a lovely glimpse into what it was like to be living seasonally and close to the land. In the Cherokee tradition, the full February moon is also known as the bony or hungry moon which gives us an indication of the challenges they faced in finding enough food during this time. Okay, so I can't leave you in February without touching on Valentine's Day. The origins have something to do with the Roman martyr, the Roman fertility festival of Lupercalia, and the medieval notion that linked romance to the beginning of bird mating season. In terms of what I want to say about it here, however, I'm much less interested in talking about its origins than I am about its impact. First of all, there's so much about it that I love. It's a fun and colorful distraction in the middle of winter. I really do love and appreciate the splash of color that it adds to the monochromatic palette of the season, which of course has its own beauty. But I think by this time our senses are beginning to wake up and are enlivened by the shades of red, especially, that we can see around us 
and the winter berries and the birds. And I really, really do love chocolate. But we have to recognize that if it's a day to celebrate love, then we have to take a step back from the mass consumerism of this day and love the earth a little bit. We need to adjust to a less wasteful acknowledgement of this tradition. Fortunately, there are quite a few easy and painless ways to make a stab at this. For instance, buy your flowers locally from local growers if you can. Choose one of the many varieties of fair trade chocolate. And obviously, make your own cards, involve the kids in it as well, and bake your Valentine treats at home. Which brings us right into the seasonal kitchen where I'm sharing a very special chocolate ganache brownie cake in the show notes as the recipe for the month. It's gluten-free, and between the cake itself and the frosting, it's chock full of superfoods such as fresh farm eggs, grass-fed butter, organic cocoa powder, coconut oil, maple syrup. Yum! I can't wait to make it again for myself. So, I'll close by circling back to Bridget whose presence I feel in so many ways here on our small patch of earth. She inspires me in my cooking and gardening, my exploration of culinary and medicinal herbs and fermented food and intending the animals. She informs me as a weaver of ideas and words in my writing and as a weaver of all the bits and pieces of information and knowledge to help myself and others embrace a more sustainable and earth-friendly way of being on the planet. There's a wonderful poem that is dated back to at least the 10th century and is sometimes even attributed to Bridget herself that speaks to her skill at making beer. Being a brewmeister might seem an unlikely attribute for a saint, but when you think about the importance of fermenting in a time when safe drinking water was likely scarce, it makes perfect sense. But it also expresses a spirit of generosity and the idea of joy and sharing in sacred community. It speaks of love and mercy and the coming together of heaven and earth. So here it is in the voice of Bridget. I'd like to give a lake of beer to God. I'd love the heavenly host to be tippling there for all eternity. I'd love the men of heaven to live with me, to dance and sing, if they wanted. I'd put at their disposal vats of suffering. White cups of love I'd give them with a heart and a half. Sweet pitchers of mercy I'd offer to every man. I'd make heaven a cheerful spot because the happy heart is true. I'd make the men contented for their own sake. I'd like Jesus to love me too. I'd like the people of heaven to gather from all parishes around. I'd give a special welcome to the women, the three Marys of great renown. I'd sit with the men, the women, and God, there by the lake of beer. We'd be drinking good health forever, and every drop would be a prayer. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back in March.